They're small, so it's not quite the sensation. Are you going for ASMR? You um, are in a, a rainforest. <laughs> I'm going to do, here's what ASMR is like. Hi, Mr. Stevenson. And you're here for a uh, checkup today, all right? We took your vital signs that says your heart beats 642 beats per minute. Uh, that's a little high, I think. Uh, we're going to have to get you to get on the scale there. You know what a scale is, Mr. Stevenson? It's a thing that weighs mass. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I wonder if that did give someone ASMR. I don't know. It was fun to do. <laughs> have you ever, you've never watched an ASMR video, have I you? have, but they're always spoken word, yeah. and those are disgusting to me. <laughs> and like... Like a lady eating something. Oh, gross! Disgusting. No, crunching on pickles and things. And you know they make special microphones. It's like the shape of a human head, and like the lady like rubs. It's like the ears are the microphones, and they'll like rub sections of the ear or like do things on both sides because it pans automatically for you. I do get ASMR, but those videos don't do it for me. They do it a little bit. But they pale in comparison to when a person out in the natural world gives it to me. And I just fucking melt when they're asking me what age I am and what my height is. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, keep asking more questions. <laughs> there was a guy. It's a man's voice, usually, right? Yeah, usually. It's usually a deep, like, calm. Mm-hmm. There was this guy, I can't remember his fucking yes, name. Continue. But he would call up when I worked at Classic Pizza, he would call up and be like, Classic. I uh, need to get a steak hoagie with the uh, cheese and some pickles on there. Yeah, a little. He'll throw some mayonnaise packets in there, and I'd just be like, "Please, do you need anything else? <laughs> Please, do you need anything else?" I like he that. melted me. He melted you. Yeah, like like Mel. He Mel. To me, look at this boy. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> Michelle made that video for Mel, and it was. Gold, absolute gold. Yeah, it didn't get hardly any attention, but whatever. Which is, which is stupid. It should have gotten all the attention in the world. <sighs> People just don't like Mel. They've heard "fuck you, Mel" so many times <laughs> on this podcast that they're just like, "I'm not supposed to like this guy." Even though I was trying to encourage people to like make a quick video that was like "fuck you, Mel," but yeah. no, we didn't get any of those. Nope, we got one comment. It was "fuck you, Mel." <laughs> P- <laughs> we don't actually hate Mel. No, Mel Mel's is the, the man. He's the nicest man in the world. Yeah. Not in the world. I'm sure he's, he's an asshole about something. He's done some shady ass shit, but he's still a nice guy. He'll also lick your asshole for you. Fuck yeah, he will. So ladies, if you want that butthole licked, give Mel a call. Mel a call. Mel a call. That's the At your local pharmacy. Children of the Corn. Mel a call. Malachi. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. Welcome. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are a review podcast. That's what we do. That's what we do. We listen to each other's musical suggestions, and uh, each week we review it, talk about it, say what we think, and uh, what we feel, man. Yeah, man. Bro. People yeah. say bro a lot. 
They do. That's become the new dude. It is the new dude. And I don't feel the way the same way about dude that some people do. Like older people are just like, oh, I hate the word dude. I wonder if it's the same way I feel about the word bro. That's what I'm thinking. I yeah. feel like it's all generational because I hate bro, but I will say it in, in like a joking way. Yeah, me too. I was doing that a lot, uh, a like, lot. Yeah, with, bro. With brother, and then like it accidentally brother? became part of my vernacular, my vocabulary. Hey, brother. And then I was like, "Oh fuck!" Now I'm doing it for real. Hey, thanks, brother. You just sound like a fly white guy. <laughs> I'm pretty fly for a white guy. You gotta keep them separated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want those white guys to mix with anyone else. Whoa. That's what you just said. Whoa. You're talking about how white you are. Jeez. And that you're fly. And then you have to keep them separated. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to keep fucking hillbillies separated from rational thought. And you got to keep fucking hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep fucking hillbillies. I can't stop. I'm watching a spider on the wall. Continue. Really? Mm-hmm. It's moving more in your direction. I'll let you know when you are at risk. I'm at risk? <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about these... Uh, like wasps, these killer wasps, death wasps. No, I've not heard about these wasps, these killer <laughs> death wasps. <laughs> I didn't read into it, but apparently there's death wasps in America now. I mean, we have killer bees, but now there are killer wasps. I guess so. That word is weird. When wasps? You, when you try and say it properly, wasps. It makes you sound pretentious. Not that I'm trying to wasps. not. Say, yeah, I mean, I guess there's I, wasps. Yeah, it would be the same either <laughs> way, so... <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to try to do it hillbilly. about it. There's some of them... Wasps. Hi- there's some of them hill... <laughs> not hillbilly. There's some of them killer wasps. Psst. It's the... Psst. That fucks with you. Anyway, this is enjoyable. <laughs> it's more that ASMR. Psst. Hi, have Psst. you heard of the killer wasps? Psst. Hi, Mr. Wasps. You need to... <laughs> I'm a killer wasp. I'm a wasp. Oh, I have a lisp. I'm a killer wasp. I bet have a, what's that? A killer. Not a lisp. What's that? When you talk like this. A speech impediment. <laughs> There's got to be a name for that type of speech impediment. My name's Bleep Ison. I have a speech impediment. <laughs> what? I blinked out the person's first name. I don't, okay, I'm going to move on. <laughs> it was my week. Yeah. My week for listening to music. And Sam, what are we reviewing this week? We are reviewing Napalm Death's Smear Campaign. I am excited. She's pumped up. She's wearing a Napalm Death shirt she got from somewhere. I don't know. And uh, torn up jeans. Uh, I'm dug it out of the trash. A leather band on your wrist that you shoved nails through to look cool, which Dude. I did in high school. Do Real you nails. Think it made you look cool? Uh, I did at the moment, but now looking back, I'm sure I looked like a goon. I don't know if you're allowed to use that word. A goon? Yeah, I don't know. It's what? a goon just means a stupid person. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe because it sounds similar to coon. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> what coon? <laughs> it's a raccoon. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> In high school, I did all sorts of stupid stuff that now I look back yep. on and I'm like, boy, you really wanted attention, didn't you? I still had a crush on you. You got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a girlfriend, so I was like, nope, I'm not that kind of gal. 
a very religious girlfriend who would have hated this album because half of it is anti-religion. It seems very religious-based, which you do get that with certain kinds of death metal, or at least there's the, I don't know if I'm stereotype or whatever, but I know like my introduction, I feel my true introduction to death metal, the first time I was exposed to it, was at my last foster home. Okay. Oh, I've never heard this, I don't think. Well, I you I, I don't know. You may have, but anyway, there was it was a news story on TV. I was, was watching news. Oh, this is going to be good. And it was and it was like specifically like anti-religious like death metal. And it was like about God and stuff. Is and Satan coming for your children? It was it was one of those sort of things. And I remember God, I would have been in third grade, so my I, my jaw dropped. I was just like, "What is this madness?" Because it <laughs> because it showed. It, obviously, it didn't show like it's going to show them in the weirdest light possible. So it's people Absolutely. thrashing around yeah. at a live show in a dark, dun, like dingy room. Yeah. And <laughs> so yeah, to me in third grade, I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Because it was like a super religious. Like family that I lived with as well. Is this the family that you had to go nose to nose with that girl? Yeah. Uh. The, uh, well, that sounds weird. So I guess I'll <laughs> tell that story. <laughs> so my foster sister and I hated each other in the beginning. We totally get along and like each other now as adults. You and love stuff. each other, right? Yeah, we do. We yeah. love each other. Um, but when we when I first moved there, the foster parents both worked and. Alicia and I would just fight during the day, like body slam each other fight, like, like physically fight, fight throughout. Fight. Yeah, we would fight. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it so much that we, our punishment was that we had to put our arms around each other's necks and put our noses together and just sit there. Jeez. Because it's That's like, if you, if you fucking hate this person you're going to have to deal with it. Like, really deal with it. So when did it turn? Like, when were you all of a sudden just like, wait, I like you a lot. (laughs) It was after that. While you were still there? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked her before I left. So how long, like, how long was the time of fighting? Was it like two weeks and then it was all right? Or was it like months? I, I mean, it may have been why my foster mom quit her job. What? <laughs> that poor woman. <laughs> to be around. <laughs> but I don't, I mean, she never got like a job again because she was just always like a foster mom after I left. I mean, there were, was, I think, a foster kid before me, one or two. Huh. And then they ended up adopting kids after me. But they didn't adopt you. <laughs> I don't think you're up for adoption, though, would you? I wasn't, but it's funny that you say that because one, I'm a piece of shit. And. <laughs> <laughs> And number two, that uh, that was something that my foster mom, like, later in life said, like, she, like, apologized to me for. Like, she really? didn't want me to feel bad, like, they were chosen and I wasn't. Because she was like, I just wanted you to understand that, like, your situation was different and, like, they needed whatever. And I was like, I never felt that way. Like, I appreciate you saying something about it, but I knew my situation was different. Yeah. You weren't just, like, without parents. You were just... Yeah, I wanted to go back home. Like, I mean, they had a mom, but she was, like... She lived much differently. Like, yeah. She actually lived rough and put her kids in, you know, situations where they shouldn't have been with them. I at least had a dad who, you know, was stable and even... 
brained, I think. I like watching that spider go up the wall. <laughs> so you said you this started because it was your first uh you first saw death metal and it was exposed to you like it was Satan's work, right? Yeah. I mean this is the he's alive like house. Okay. And went to church every Sunday. And so seeing this, I mean, it may have even been like Sunday night news. So it was just, yeah, my first exposure to it, this dark, so this was evil, third grade, demonic. What year would that have been? I'm not good with how old you are at certain grades. We would have been like nine. So this was early 90s, like 94, like mid 90s, 94, 95. I think it probably would have been like Pantera or some shit. I don't know because there was like a time or where death metal was getting constant stories. It was becoming popular, probably the most popular there ever was, and it's it was it was popular more popular then than it is now. Now it's got so many tangents that, mm-hmm. but uh, so spinoffs. I have watched sub-genres. news stories from that time about satanistic death metal bands, and the news anchor is literally like. Is Satan coming for your children? Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I don't know if it, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't remember that, but I know, obviously I know the, I don't know if you'd say stereotype or whatever of that, those sort of newscasts, because I've seen them parodied. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it, that was my first interaction, my first exposure <laughs> to death metal, and it was not. I mean, I was a, I was a little Christian girl. So, so. did it scare you? Yes. <laughs> I was like, why would people choose to listen to this scary <laughs> now, now demonic stuff? <laughs> Trust me, dude. <laughs> I can't pretend like you're not the way better one of the, the two of us. So I can't. I want to say this: there is in the death metal world, there are multiple topics that are talked about. Some bands are solely based on. We're, in quotations, worshiping Satan. I think 80% of those people actually don't believe in it. They're just using it to scare the normies, as I say. And just, like, have a theme. Yeah, yeah, which it's all about Satan. Like, deicide, it's all about Satan. It's all about hating Christ. It's it's just, like, very on the nose just of the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. you almost have... I think he almost knows the Bible better than most Christians so that he can hate it. Was he just raised super in a super religious home? I don't know Glenn Benton's story, but I've met him. Well, you should read it and let me know. Uh, it's all right. I know he's kind of a jerk. but And then, you know, there's the Cannibal Corpse way. Bless you, my dear. There's the Cannibal Corpse way of singing, which is all about, like, murder. It's They don't really ever talk about Satan or hating religion. It's all about... Dismemberments and murder, death, kill. Yeah, murder, death, kills. <laughs> this album is anti-religion, but in a way of like using it for your political agenda and using it to oppress certain people. You know, you're not supposed to, like, at least in the good old U.S. of A., the Bible's not supposed to be the rule, although it most often is. This album's more about like other countries too that have political leaders that do their horrible acts and they base it off of this was religious dogma bullshit. So it's interesting for them because Napalm Death, it's all like very politically driven. It's all they want people to be treated right, which kind of spits in the face of a lot of death metal. A lot of death metal is fuck humans. 
I hate humans. I want to dismember humans. I thought you said fuck humans. Uh, fuck like humans. The, the spices. Oh my god, the first time I watched, uh, not the first time I watched the Food Channel, but the first time on the Food Channel I heard him go, and that little human? I was like, that little human? What the hell is going on here? <laughs> but, yeah. Humans. <laughs> you want to get into this album? I think it's, it's a bit lengthy. a good idea to do such a thing. Alright, this is the first, it's an intro. It's called Weltschmerz, W-E-L-T-S-H-M-E-R-Z. It's more of an intro than anything. Really? I think, I mean, there are no actual lyrics, right? No. There's like random screaming. I, I get it and know that I would consider it an intro. One, because it doesn't say that it is. I just considered it doomier. Because I think that this is really doomy. And it really? Has, huh. I think it has a doomier sound than the rest of the album. Oh, well, compared to the rest of the album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, it gives kind of like a false introduction of what the album ends up being. Because at the beginning, you almost hear like a bell yeah. sound. So it sounds like it's going to be more in vain with like that really high production studio rock, like like a Symphony X, not that extreme, but the, the I get more. Sounds grand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just very, it's much simpler. I love the groove. And slow. Yeah, I do too. I'm going to let it play into the next song, by the way. Okay. But yeah, I don't think that it's a good representation of what the rest of the album is going to be at all. Because the whole album just goes, I mean, I would put this at a four compared to what the rest of the oh, album is. Yeah, the rest of the album balls out, go fast, scream as loud as you possibly can. Yeah, this is like theatric sounding. I uh, skip this track often, although I love the thing. I love the next song so much, I just want to get to it. I cannot... I think Kent bought this album or a Napalm Death album in general. Oh, here we go. Love it. And there we go. So was he part of your introduction into this band? I think so. Um... With Napalm Death, I can't speak for Kent, but I know for me, it took like, I was almost determined to like them. So he didn't like play this for you at first? I think he did, but I don't think it was this album. I think he played a different album for me, and then I got this album. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. Kent will let us know. He'll call us fake news. He sure will. (laughs) But uh, how did the vocals strike you when you first heard it? Heavy. It definitely. It doesn't sound like there are actual lyrics. If you read the lyrics, they're hard to follow. Even if you know what he's saying, you're like, that's what he's saying? So there are actual lyrics. Oh, fuck yeah. Do you think he's actually singing the lyrics, or do you think he just wrote something down and then. When when you read them, you. (laughs) Sorry, guys. When you read them, you can. You can pick them out as he's saying it. And I've picked up words in this before without reading the lyrics, but I had to read the lyrics to know what the song was about. (laughs) Which I think turns a lot of people off to death metal. First of all, it's technically not a pleasant sound. You know, it's it's a guy... It's just really dark. Oh, well, yeah, this is really dark. That high-pitched shit. It's more on... Shit. Uh, It's on more online with for me my mind always goes to like a more like Judas Priest or like 
Yeah, like a more like an eighties. I love this voice. Screaming band. I've never really understood it, other than is it just trying to sound super manly, which I think is that whole macho thing, which I don't necessarily get the macho thing from this album. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> I don't. And I haven't even thought about that, but I feel like maybe it, it's the vocal thing. It's like, oh, I'm trying to sound like big and demonic and like powerful and I'm a man. I really think it stems from, I, I think death metal did start that way. I want to sound manly, but then I think it ended up being like, well, if we're going to write this kind of extreme music, clean singing vocals wouldn't sound right. I would hate it if they were like... I think it's cheesier when it sounds cleaner. Yeah. Like, there's a really fine line. It depends on, like, how the voice sounds because... And I've said this before. I could dislike something in one song, but like the thing that I disliked about that song in another song. And that'd be the thing that, like... Yeah gets my attention in a nice way. So, yeah, it just really depends on the song. Song for song. Song for song. Uh, I like this album a lot because it's got a punk sensibility into it, too. There's a lot of riffs and a lot of drum beats. I'm sure he's blasting his fucking face off right now. But, uh... I went right into the next song pretty quickly. But they'll do these things that it's like a punk beat and I know they have a way, I think their mindset is way more punk Excuse than me. they are death metal because this is called grindcore. Yeah. They have that high punk energy. Yeah. Which I fucking love. I love it when they get, I can get sick of blast beats. I can get sick of double pedal. I can get me too. But truly when they put spli- uh, uh, splashes of punk in it and you can like feel the like anarchist attitude or the, you know, anti-government attitude. Mm-hmm. It just fucking hits every sense on me. And I've I've listened to this album on the speakers at work, and I I don't think Mel could have put his headphones in any faster. <laughs> Is it because you don't respect authority? Uh, Is that why you, you like what? punk so much? I don't respect authority when it doesn't make sense. I definitely respect authority when it's for the greater good. No, I and agree. it makes sense. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. I was just kidding. No, I think but... it's actually a good question because I don't think I've ever really thought about this myself. Yeah. I don't like being told what to do. I know that. Most people don't, though. Yeah. but We just I'm, handle it differently. I'm, I'm fine with it if it's right and it makes sense if I'm being told what to do. Like if, it, if I agree with it morally or it's the more sensible thing or it's the right thing, I'm... You can tell me what to do all fucking day, and I'll be like, yeah, cool, let's do it. If it doesn't make sense, and it's wrong, or it won't work, I'll be a dick real fast. <laughs> like, I think that the, the, I think that's what gets me in trouble at work sometimes. Like, if a stupid idea is said, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, what, what are you, fucking stupid? I don't say it, I don't literally say those words, but the way I said it, it's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm... I know you, but I know that that's something that I've had an issue with in the past. I, you used to tell me like that I came across as very condescending sometimes. I, I remember Mark Marin complaining about that once when he said, don't you hate it when people say, it's not what you said, it's the way you said it. Well, listen to the fucking words I said. But like, <laughs> tone and... The, what, it, it, it matters. It, it's, it's half of what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I could sit here it and really be like, is. I love you. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. And that's not going to make me happy. No. <laughs> it's not going to be met with an I yeah. love you back. It's like when I fuck with Clarence and I'll, I'll be like, oh, you stupid piece of shit. You're the worst dog in the world. And I just do it to make myself laugh. Well, and because she only understands tone. Tone. So she's like, yeah, yeah, pet me, pet me. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Fatalist. It's more of what you just heard. <laughs> so, I think this groove kind of snaps. Yeah. Right off the bat, I do enjoy this groove more because it's more laid back. Once you get past the noise with this band, because there's definitely a noise factor, you can pick out really good grooves in the guitar. Sure, it's backed up by a blast beat, just but like this. Yeah, this is not that at all. And I appreciate when there are those sounds because there's a lot of just insanity on this album. Yeah. Of just taking it to 11 or whatever, turning it to 11. I've never seen that movie in its entirety, so. This is Spinal Tap? Yeah. I love that movie. Um. <laughs> oh, I love this part. Here we go, blast beat. <laughs> yeah. I can. I understand why people don't enjoy it. I can't fucking stand it when people say it's not music, though. No, it's really impressive that someone. I mean, if it's someone physically playing, but they're able oh, to yeah. do that and keep time. That's not easy to do. No, not at all. And I, it, like, I can't I, play like this. And it, it sounds, to me, it always comes across as someone trying to impress you with, like, look at my ability. More, I don't, that's how it seems more to me than actually, like, sounding good. And I could definitely agree with that on a lot of other albums, but this, for some reason, this album, I think it was written so perfectly in a way of, we're just, we're actually writing good songs. It just happens to be in the death grind world. So, of course, there's going to be blasts. But like this? Yeah, I think that this song is a really good example of, like, hitting all of the elements. Like, they're able to get away with it because they don't stay in that vein the whole time. They switch it up, and that matters. If I was at a Napalm Death concert, which I've never seen Napalm Death and would love to, this is one of those concerts I would show up to, and this happens to me a lot. I'll be like, you know what, guys? I think I'm going to take it easy tonight, you know? Stay in the back and just watch the show. As soon as that riff kicked in, I'd be like, yeah, and I would just run into the pit and fuck, I'm done for the rest of the night. <laughs> That's happened to me so many times. You know what, guys? I'm take it easy tonight. When I was, like, drinking, I'd be like, you know, just have a few beers. Fucking two hours later, I'm hammered, and I'm just fucking running in a circle. People are upset with me because somehow I'm moshing too hard in a mosh pit. Mm -hmm. I've been almost kicked out of two shows for moshing too hard. At shows that called for it. <laughs> well, one show did not. <laughs> that was the sword. I don't think... We were going a little crazy. We had, yeah. a, we had a bodyguard uh, security guy come up. It was Kent. Did Kent we do the sword? And I... No, but we you should have, You have a shirt of the sword, I, don't you? No. I might have in the past. Who cares? I'm sorry. Continue. But anyway, it was Kent... Kent and I, Adam showed up, but he got too drunk and stayed in the car for the whole show, which he's done twice now. Uh, and we got in free because Kent Hiltz knew the guitar player, I think it was, and he got us comp tickets, which was really fucking cool. We got stoned backstage with him, and then 
Kent Goldsmith and I drank like a whole bottle of whiskey together. Ugh. And uh, <laughs> we moshed. I'm doing that to Kent, not the drink. <laughs> we moshed our. <laughs> we moshed our fucking ass off in the security guard. He was like, "You guys need to calm down." And we were like. Total Randy Marsh style. I thought this was a metal show. Oh my god, <laughs> Bat Dad! You guys turned into Bat Dad. Basically, basically, <laughs> that was a really good show, though. That was a good episode of South Park. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's move on to puritanical punishment beating. <laughs> oh yeah, or you get that anti-religious, which puritanical doesn't necessarily mean religious, other than pure, because they just talk about it in history, don't they? The Puri- Puritans. I don't really know what the word puritanical would mean. I think in this aspect it means using Puritan beliefs to govern others who don't share your beliefs, which is what drives him crazy. In be- I've watched live concerts of Napalm Death, and in between songs he's just like ranting about either religion or politics or religious politics. Yeah, I'm wrong. Puritanical is practicing or affecting strict religious or moral behavior. There you go. Well, I knew it was, I mean, the moral part, I knew it was strict, but I wasn't sure if it was necessarily religious-based. But of course it is. I'm sure that's fear-based. It's one of those... Be pure or else. Yeah, it's one of those deals where it's like, okay, you have weird morals that you're pushing on me when really I'm fine. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not doing anything wrong. But since I don't believe in what you believe, I have to be punished. Which is fucking stupid. Which is Especially since what you believe is purely based on where you're born. Where you're born? Who raised you? That's uh-huh. so many factors in it. That's why there's so many different types of people. And then, I'd like to know the percentage of people that are raised in like a puritanical family. And I, you can use can the word. The other way. Yeah, that fucking just, by the time they're 18, it's like... Fuck you, I'm 100% the other way. And actually, I'm going further because you fucked with me for so long. Well, for me, I've actually looked up... I've tried to look up like stuff about people who don't come back after their rumspringa, for example. And I, it's all, you, all it really says is that most of them do. Most of them come back? Most of them come back. So... I don't think there's a big percentage of people who flee. That rumspringa thing, I didn't find out about it until maybe seven, eight years ago. Yeah, I was an and adult. And I was like, what? They can go out and like be fucking crazy? What? <laughs> Drink, do drugs, have sex. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's pretty neat. But I mean, if you are used to being raised in a puritanical way... And then you do that, it is a huge change, and it can be scary. I'm sure, and I wonder if a lot of it of coming back is like, well, that's what I'm used to, and that's guaranteed comfort, safety, acceptance. I'll be set up for the rest of my life. Yeah, because they they don't like need to know what you did. They don't care what you did. It's wild. And yeah, especially for being so pure uh-huh. in every way of like the way that they live their life and like how they consume the world. I wonder if a son and his father, like, they're just kind of working out in the barn, and then he's just like, so, Dad, what did you do on your rum spray? <laughs> well, 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 I, I went out and killed a prostitute. 
and then I took her crack. <laughs> and it was a wild ride. <laughs> a good wild ride. But the Lord, sir. But the Lord. <laughs> yes, the Lord. What do you Amish believe in? I, le- I know they're Christians. It's Christianity. But is it like Catholicism or is it no, like... No, I think it's... You know what I'm saying? There's different sects, sects of uh, Christianity. I wonder if it's like, oh, uh, what's that one thing called? Uh, Mennonites? Yes. Yeah, I wonder if it's like that. It is similar. Because you were supposed to be Baptist, right? Yes, I was a Baptist. And I was supposed to be... I was baptized. I was supposed to be a Lutheran. Which Lutherans, they got rebellion in their blood. You know about that, right? About what? How Lutheranism started? Continue. I think his name was Martin Luther, but I might just Oh be... my God. No, no, I'm serious. He uh, disagreed with the Catholic rules and the ways that they did things and like they were taking money and, you know, basically being how Catholics are. Lutherans are, they believe the same stuff relatively, but they're like more progressive, right? Yeah. So he nailed his own doctrine to the uh, door of the big church that he was near that was like i renounce catholicism and you guys aren't doing this right and you're taking advantage of people and you're not doing what you're supposed to like taking money and not doing anything good with it you know making yourself rich joel austin oh my god he's a fucking piece of shit god do you remember at one time i i think i made a bit and i recorded the joel austin podcast and every time i recorded it in my computer it would be like slower so when he was talking you'd be like and then Jesus no but this sounds like a lady that would have hail satan show up on her toast it doesn't sound like a credible story i don't remember this oh it totally happened i came into the room was like okay this freaked me out it like made the hair on my back of my neck stand up because i listened back to it anything played slow is fucking creepy so it was like Jesus trying to yell at me. <laughs> so per Wikipedia, it says that the Amish are a group of traditionalist Christian church. <laughs> what? Oh, it's because traditionalist. Okay, sorry. Let me do this again. The Amish are a group of traditionalist Christian church fellowships of Swiss, German, Anabaptist origins. Oh. Anabaptists, huh? They are closely related to, but a distinct branch off of, Mennonite churches. Mennonites! The first time I heard the word Mennonite, Kent Goldsmith was like, hey, that's a Mennonite church. That's what a Z is from the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is a Mennonite? This says that in Old Order Amish services, scripture is either read or recited from the German translation of Martin Luther. I was right. Worship is followed by lunch and socializing. I like that they put that after that. Yeah, I was supposed to be a Lutheran, and I would go to Sunday school, and right outside of the church or the window, there was gravestones. So the whole time, I would just stare at the cemetery and be like, there's dead people in there. And then I think I've told this on the podcast before. I lied to my mom and said they made fun of me for having a dead dad, so I didn't have to go back anymore. You've said that on many podcast <laughs> episodes. You're just trying to make sure everyone remembers that you've used your dad's death. <laughs> but let's all be offended when I say something. Uh, let's go on to when all is said and done. Your dad is still dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. It's about like believing in yourself. And I not, believe in me. Not letting some church tell you 
that they, you know, like when it drives me crazy when people are like, I finally got done with my studies and I'm a registered nurse. Thanks, God. Like, uh-huh. God didn't do that. You did that. God damn it. Or like, I survived this so many hours long surgery. Thanks, God. No. It was you and a doctor. Think, think <laughs> science on that one. Yeah. Think those doctors' hands for being steady and. Drives me crazy. The hours and money that they put into studying to learn this information. I have no idea what is being said. But I didn't look up the lyrics for this album. I thought about doing it because it is so, at least some songs seem so, seem so specifically like anti-religious. He just said, when all is said and done, something, 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 something. A lot of S's. I like that. Every once in a while, that. Pretty sure that's the guitar player, Mitch. Zeppelin. Mitch Harris. Zeppelin. Let's see. When all is said and done, heaven lies in my heart. No strength and belief that propagates pain. When all is said and done, heaven lies in my heart. This life is a gift to be lived and loved. It's very like uplifting and positive, which does not match the music. And I love that. Like I don't know if I would have liked that so much when I was 18 and 19 when I was getting like DSI and I was like, yeah, Jesus, I, me. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, just give me all the positivity in the world. It's like so cool to me that you can be this fucking extreme, but you're all you're talking about how like life is a gift. Live it to the fullest. Oh yeah, you definitely get to a point where you don't want to fester. And the negativity anymore. Very true. Very true. It's kind of refreshing. <laughs> it's almost, it's not parallel, but it, it's kind of, it reminds me of like Jesus metal because it's like, be good. Look into the light. <laughs> one of these days, we're going to do a white metal album. I'm going to find out one that I might like. Like, look, I've never listened to this, so we're diving in on this one together. It's going to be called Low Melatonin. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. I've been listening to this album this week. It's been a lot of air drumming. It's been a lot of air guitar. It's been a lot of me not knowing the words, but still going. (laughs) Rex my throat. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all the wrong things to do. It wrecks my throat, too. I don't know if... I used to be able to do it way better. But I don't know if it's just because I stopped or if I'm doing it differently. But there's this lady. I can't remember her name. But she she's taught, like, many metal dudes how to scream and not fuck their throat up. Like, there's a way to do it and not hurt yourself. And whatever way I'm doing it is not the way to do it. Because it fucking hurts yeah and it doesn't sound good like when you're doing it wrong it doesn't sound good when you're doing it right you have like all this breath support powerful and it's fucking huge Corey taylor he had to be trained by this lady she does online lessons for like 350 dollars and uh but she hasn't opened up classes but if she did and i had the 350 laying around i'd fucking take it because yeah it would help me you know it's the thing i want to do for a living why not and she doesn't teach just screaming 
the first couple courses are proper singing in general. You have to understand breathing and breathing and supporting your like palate or whatever you say. Like she just she doesn't want you to only learn screaming because you won't retain it. You need to learn how to control your body. Uh-huh. And then you add the distortion, as they call it in this world, of to your voice. And I think it'd be so fucking cool if and helpful. If you don't know what's right and what's wrong and like what feels right and wrong, you're more likely to do damage. And hurt yourself permanently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched an interview with her one time and she said, uh, and then there are some people that their tone, it requires them to hurt themselves. But I try and teach them how to hurt themselves the least so that he can at least order dinner that night and not sound like a frog all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. Let's move on to Freedom is the Wage of Sin. Love this fucking intro. Do you think that George Michael inspired the writing of this tune? Freedom! 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 <laughs> you getting some sweet cat action there, Michelle? Yeah. I want to rebuild my relationship with him. This cat, his butt hasn't had fur on it for a long time. And the vet told us it was probably allergies. Yeah, so I changed his food protein. And uh, he's been getting better and he's been sweeter. I also have pheromone things plugged into the walls. (laughs) You're like a date rapist. You're putting pheromones out in the air. (laughs) I mean, he is my captor, so I at least have to make him love me. That's true. Give him that Stockholm Syndrome plugged into the walls. Yeah. All animals have Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. But they're better off being taken care of in this world. Speaking of cats, we lost our neighborhood cat. Casper? Casper's gone, just like a ghost. Yep, gone like a ghost. He left. But for people that listen to the podcast... The white truck <laughs> that was out front that I hated oh so much. We went on about it in a previous episode. Yes. They have moved. Unfortunately, Casper was their cat, so that's why he's gone. But that white truck is out of my life, <laughs> and I couldn't be any fucking happier about it. For good. Oh, God. He would park so fucking close to me. It's like, dude, you're pissing off Mike, the next door neighbor to us, and you're pissing me off. I wanted to slash his fucking tires, but I would never do that to anybody because that's horribly shitty. But I fucking wanted to. <laughs> but especially not the son of a cop. Right? He probably has, like, cameras on his house and would have video footage of me. That's why I'd wear a mask and come from, like, down the street. <laughs> Make it look like I didn't come from this house. That's right. I know how to be a criminal. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a criminal. I'm a criminal. See, that hurt my throat just now. Yeah, same. Wonder what the couple of critics fans are going to think about this one. <laughs> this song? This band in general. I bet Tom Jeffries is out. <laughs> Kent will like it. Yeah, Kent will. I can't say much for Jimmy or Zach. Probably not. Kirk doesn't listen. <laughs> Bob doesn't really listen. He admitted that. I don't think he would be into this band either. I got way heavier than Bob ever did. I think this is a bit heavy. Agreed. Because like I said, I didn't think that the... I would have been happier, I think, if if this album was a little doomier. It still had the grooves just because 
like the intense screaming and shit I mean, is more than my style. Yeah, but you said when you were listening to this album the first time, you told me that it wasn't as bad as I thought it yeah. was going to be. And yeah, and I think you answered me last time. But do you think it's because I've in, in, incrementally given you metal to like spaced things out, step and you up, and get ready for something like this? I think so. It would have been much more difficult if you gave this to me. You know, like week four, a few weeks, or <laughs> not weeks, but a few months in. Yeah, yeah, it would have been fucking intense. I've been wanting to do this album for a long time. I'm sure. I think I've even told you several times, like, oh, just wait till Napalm Death. Just wait till Napalm mm-hmm. Death. And that guy online that said my noise song was noise, and I told him, yeah, you'd probably love Napalm Death. Because that's... Comparing my shit to Napalm Death, I'm not noise at all. No. But to people that don't listen to... For people that don't listen to metal, as soon as there's any distortion in guitar... As soon as it's fast at all, as soon as it's a guy just grunting, they immediately turn off. Yeah. And I've, I hear it all the time. People will be like, oh, there's a guy at work, Possum. Uh, I call him Opossum. Uh, he, Does he laugh about that? No. He, no. He's, he, he'd have to listen to you to fucking even hear what you said. Uh. He's, he's a salesman, so he's just constantly like, Fucking, he's not listening. He doesn't reply to what you just said. He already knows what he's going to say before you even started talking. It's There's no conversation. It's just him talking at you. Yeah. You can basically say anything. and he was, It's like he didn't say a word. doesn't hear any of it. But one time, he was talking about how, oh, I love all music, except for metal. That's just a bunch of shit. I can't listen to that at all. But I love all music. Like, No, you don't love all music. You can't just write it off and say you love all music, I will never say I love all music because there's a lot of music I can't fucking stand. People don't know what they're talking about when they say that because then you lay out... Because they also are just thinking about what's in this country. You don't love all music. That's true, too. I never even thought about that. You like, truly do not love all music. Here, here's, because if some here's Hindu contemporary Asian yeah, music yeah. starts playing, you're, you're fucking out. Yeah, completely. You racist sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a meme... It was something like, I I'm I listen to all music, and then it's like a guy playing like something like Napalm Death, and then they're like, just shows the girl's grumpy face, like I don't like all music. Or, yeah, of course you don't. Nobody likes all fucking music. Yeah, I hear pop music all day at work, and I'm constantly yelling about how horrible it is. And that's what the masses are told to enjoy. I'm always like, I always put different lyrics to it, which are often in terms of like, I like this song because it's the same four chords of the last song I liked because I've been listening to the same chord progression for about 30 years. It's been the same song for the last 16 hours on the radio. Fucking radio, man. You would think Sirius XM would be a little more uh, not radio way, like where they play the same 12 songs, but for fuck's sake... They play the same twelve songs all goddamn day, and then I is it up, serious? Yeah, yeah. Because in the dealership, they get a free subscription because they sell it. Mm, that makes sense. So I know all I know words to all these songs that I don't want to know. So you could be listening to Jim and Sam in the morning. 
Yeah, if they would just put it on the goddamn radio. Then for what? I don't think I can stem into it. I think it's just on their receiver. Yeah, well, oh, I'm sure. I've uh, contemplated, I think there's a CD player and a tape player back where the audio stuff is. I've contemplated making my own mix of like classic rock and just going in there and like turning it down real quick and then hitting a tape and then just push and play. <laughs> and then they would just think it was still a XM, but it's... Music that I want to listen to. Yeah. God, this is the fourth Frank Zappa song in a row. Interesting. Which every once in a while, you hear a Zappa song, and it's always Dynamo Hum. Which is a really, uh, I would say, aggressive. Yeah, lyrically aggressive song. Yeah, Frank Zappa song. It's about a girl trying to make a girl come. Very perverted. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We got two more songs, then we're going to take a break. In deference? Deference? I don't know what the word is. Deference. Okay, we'll go with that. I sound dumb. Fucking balls out, man. Grindcore. It's like a sect of death metal. It's like a suck of death metal. It's like a suck of death metal. (laughs) Big about noise. A lot of grindcore that I myself don't like. A lot of grindcore's goal is to make it as noise-driven as possible. More noise driven than this. Just to irritate people. Kinda. Sometimes I think it's like a rebellion. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I think that certain people like certain grindcore bands just to be like, "How can you even listen to that?" Well, I like it. That's why. Like, do you? Because I'm tough. That's why. (laughs) But I love this kind of grindcore. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So there are multiple vocalists. Yeah, the main vocalist's name is Barney. Well, because those voices don't sound anything alike. Yeah, the main vocalist. Here, I'll tell you the. I'll talk about this album. I didn't even tell you when it came out. This was released in May of 2006. Uh, the people on it. The singer is Mark Barney Greenway. They call him Barney. Of course, why wouldn't you? Uh, Mitch Harris is the guitar player. He's the other guy that does vocals that does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Yeah, you said his name earlier. Shane Embury, who's the bass player. And uh, Danny Herrera. And another interesting fact about this band, not a single original member left. But they're still going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This band has had so many lineup changes. So they've let that happen? Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, because it seems like most of the times... Bands. Ugh. You don't like this part? No, you do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the fuck was I just saying before? We're talking about, I think you're going to say that most of the time when bands don't have original members or when the last original member's leaving, they take the name. Yeah, like, wouldn't... There's usually, like, they wouldn't just hand it off to someone else. Like, it seems odd when that happens. When there are no original members anymore. Like, that's so weird. I mean, I guess if you had someone who joined and was a member, like, with the original members for a while. That's what it is. It's like... Oh, God, shut up. I'm sorry, continue. There's... It's a lot of overlapping, like... We got a new guitar player. He's been in the band for two years. Now this other guy is leaving. And now we got a new bass player. But the bass player, Shane Embry, has been in this band since 1984, I think. 
So he's been in it, or 1987, I can't remember, but he's been in it for a long fucking time. Barney Greenway, he's been the longest vocalist the whole time. So, I mean, the guys that are in the band now have been in the band the longest. They've been Napalm Death the longest by far. That makes but sense. But like you said, I think it's a lot of overlapping. Well, this guy was in it then, and then, you know, I left. But you know what? You guys can still be Napalm Death. So it's it's very interesting it's to me still, that there's not a single one that's original. It's still weird that the last person would just be like, all right, have fun. <laughs> like, that just seems weird. Yeah. Like, I don't want any, I don't want to do this anymore. It's totally out of our hands now. Here you go. It was probably, since Napalm Death's, I, th- I don't know, I don't listen to a lot of Napalm Death albums. I listen to two, and there's way more than two albums. I think it's been the whole time it's been about like, look, we're politically involved. Why be a dickhead about things? If you guys want to keep doing it and you want to further the name, go for it. You probably already had tours booked. So just go for it, which I think is pretty neat. But at this point, the current guys are fucking napalm death. They're more napalm death than any of the other guys that were like the Shane Embry dude. He's, I remember before I ever listened to Napalm Death, I saw a picture of this guy because he's very, <laughs> he's very recognizable. I'll find a picture of Shane Embry for you. He's going bald, but he still has long hair. Oh no. And it's like, goes down the middle. That's Shane Embry. <laughs> oh, that's not what I expected. <laughs> it's like Spade. <laughs> Yeah, but like Spade never got his life together is what it looks like. <laughs> his life is together. But yeah, I just always remember seeing pictures. I'm of, in a diabetic sort of way. <laughs> I just always remember seeing pictures of a dude wearing his oh base God. real low. Yeah, that guy's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find a picture of Barney Greenway for you. He looks like a proper... He may live his life fine, but he looks like a fucking mess. For sure. Here's a real good picture of Barney Greenway. <laughs> it's much better than the last guy. Yeah, he's like a he's I think he's the main politically involved speaking up for uh the disenfranchised, you know. Well, what do you say we listen to this next song and uh take a break? All right, here we go. Short lived. Maybe. Click it. There we go. With this album, too, like Dying Fetus. And I know that this album also just sounds like the same song the whole time. But Dying Fetus is a way more of a victim of that than this band to me. Since these guys put like punk riffs in it, and I can associate, like, oh yeah, I remember this riff. Sometimes Dying Fetus, it's like, I, I can't tell the difference between a song, especially more recent Dying Fetus, which I didn't play for you, but like, Oh, listen to Shane Embry go. That heavy bass sound? Yeah. Jeez. Fucking sweet. <laughs> so deep. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I fucking... I hate metal and I love metal. The metal I love, I fucking love completely. And then all the rest of it, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's lame. Only what I like is cool. Cool to me. 
I'm trying not to be such a prick about things like that anymore. If you like what you like, fucking go for it. More power to you. If you like country music, you're wrong. But I hope you enjoy yourself. Fuck off. <laughs> I need. I should change up what I'm gonna give you next. No, then. no, please, God. No. Oh man, maybe, no. maybe I need a little no. of a break. We'll see how this goes. No. <laughs> we haven't done a country album yet. No, we haven't. Uh, it's gonna be Garth. <laughs> you said that you would rather it be Garth. She had a need to feel the thunder. <laughs> Chase the lightning from the sky. <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what, what's out there oh, and see God. if I'm gonna change or if I'm just gonna keep with what I want to give you next. I suggest you keep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm barely listening to the albums I'm choosing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. And I mean the sound of this man's voice. Love this part. This groove. I think metal might be one of the only genres where a guy can just go. <laughs> it's not even a word, it's just a. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I guess, uh, like, soul and rap, they can go, uh, right? Uh. Yeah. They definitely make their, they make, they not only make sounds, they make words sound different just to rhyme with other <laughs> words. Yeah. Fucking sweet, man. I like that that ends on, like, a high. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Like a high note, a high sound. All right. You about ready for a break time as you search what country album you're going to give to me at the end of this podcast? <laughs> Maybe. I may not be ready. All right. Well, let's go I to break. I want to give you some time. We'll see what happens. Break time. Hang on tight, babies. We'll be right back. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by me, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. Oh, and whatever company paid for ad time, they're coming up next to you. Enjoy, and I don't know, buy it. I, I'd rather you buy crack for me, but uh, go ahead and buy this thing too. Enjoy! Uh, hi, hi there. I'm Jake Ben Bennington. Um, do you wish you had more confidence in speaking and t- t- meeting people? Well, take my course today. It's it's about building con- confidence in uh, pu- public speaking situations. You can figure out how to, you know, not be so ner- nervous and... Uh, I pr- promise you that if you buy my kit, uh, it's not really, it's not a kit. If you buy my five cassette set today, yeah, I know cassettes are a little, a little, uh, a little bit behind the times, but I, I was doing some internet research and I found that you know cassettes are really starting to make their way back, and uh, I figured, hey, why not just jump on board and. Try to get ahead of this thing. And so, if you have 
uh, no confidence in when you're talking and you kind of meander a lot and, you know, kind of get lost in your own thoughts and maybe those thoughts are dark and sometimes you think like maybe the world would be better without me and, you know, you get into a deep, deep spiral of depression and, you know, it's, it's all, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of normal, so, but my five cassette tape thing, the, the kit, it'll, it'll teach you ways to uh, be, be more confident when, when you're when you're talking so call, call me today Jake Bennington uh, see see you out there oh god that was stupid see you out there uh. Uh, we have a we have an album out a uh, new album if you like uh, called Time Waits for No Slave okay here's um, an example of Barney gonna play a couple of songs from that on this religious you. stuff this one my friends um, is a, a pro-peace anti-violence song whichever way you want to slice it it's specifically about torture I can't personally understand after all these years on this earth why people still need to inflict torture on each other whether it's state sponsored or one on one it's a uh, it shows a distinct lack of understanding of the words human being, okay? Uh, so this one's called Life and Limb. Yeah. Barney being a genuinely good guy. He likes to make sure people and are rave. human. I'm going to rant and rave at you for a minute. <laughs> I do love his accent. Anti-violence. I think it's almost like uh, what's his nuts? Bono. He's Irish. Irish. He's Irish. Irish. Hiya, I'm Irish. Hi, we're back. Lucky well, charms. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to get back into this album, my dear? I do. Cool. Let's move on to Identity Crisis. Oh, I love this part. <laughs> I don't like the uh, staticky, like weird sound. You like pleasant sounds. Pleasantries. I mean, that's not completely true. I do think that is part of people not liking extreme music. It's like it's it aggressive to the ear. Yeah. It's dirty. It sounds mean and yeah. evil and dark. Yeah. Most, Fuck yeah. most people aren't always in a dark place or want to stay in a dark place. But people that love metal, it gets them out of the dark place. It gets the aggression out so you feel better. It's like giving Ritalin to overactive kids. Yeah. Perfect solution. It, it's supposed to do the opposite of what it would do to a normal person because they're missing that thing or whatever. I, I definitely do believe there is something in like chemically in you if you like like horror movies or death metal, extreme metal kind of stuff. It's called you're desensitized. Maybe you might need like so much. What's the word? Extremes or... Fuck, there's a word I'm missing. Is it like like primal stuff? No, I I think that like... 
you might get bored easily if it's not like extreme. So for you to be engaged, it has to be like 110 miles per hour the whole fucking time. Or else you, like, I know for me, I could definitely be like, ah, here's the fucking soft part. Blech. Maybe in a past life you worked in a slaughterhouse. <laughs> and you just love things that are dark and evil. I wonder what the ratio of people that do do fucked up jobs. Do do. I, <laughs> uh, I wonder what the ratio is of people who, like, aren't into extreme stuff. Like, their job is, like, dealing with blood every day. Or, being a butcher or working in a morgue or something like that. Or wiping kids' asses. That's the worst of all the things I just Shit. said. Shit. <laughs> Any human excrement. You have to be tough for that. Which is why they say mm. that being a mom is the toughest job in the world. I love the Bill Burr bit. <laughs> That's the toughest job in the world? Have you ever been a roofer, a roofer. in the middle of summer with a, as a redhead? Yeah. Yep, bingo. Fucking crab fisherman. Crab fisherman. That's a fucking hardest job. I know a crab fisherman. He's insane. You know a crab fisherman, all right? <laughs> I know his name's Rob. He's got dreads. He makes green jello butt plugs, chrome plated butt plugs. I say green jello on the end so of it. So you think he uses those when he's out on the open sea? I wouldn't be surprised. Rob's a freaky fucking dude. Plug up your butt and get some fish. But he's serve it to your family. It's the best dish. <laughs> he's he's real calm until he gets like fucked up, and then it's just like insanity. Like he'll be wild, but until that point, very soft spoken, doesn't say much. But then a flip switches. A flip switches. A switch flips. I thought I was saying it right too. <laughs> And he's just a maniac making butt it, it plugs. It kind of could be right, though. A flip switches? No, I don't know the flip. Do you remember Unless flip his Wilson? name is Flip. Yeah, and he switches. <laughs> I used to watch Flip Wilson in the morning before I went to school. I don't know what that is. He was uh, he had a comedy show. His name was Flip Wilson. Uh, I'm pretty okay. sure <laughs> I was the only kid my age watching Flip Wilson before I went to school. I also often wondered how, if I was the only kid watching, like, I Love Lucy and uh, Dobie Gillis, which wasn't the show's name, but that was the character. Or all those Nick at Night shows, uh-huh. the classic Nick at Night shows, not Nick at Night Now, which is like the George Lopez show or whatever. Oh my God, an home improvement Yeah, show? that's not Nick that's at wild. Night. That's wild. God damn it. That's classic Nick at Night is The Monsters, I Love Lucy. The Monsters? Bewitched. Bewitched? Oh, I watched the fuck out of Bewitched. Gilligan's Island? Was that on? I don't know if that was on Nick at Night. I think Gilligan's <coughs> Island was still just happy in syndication. Days. Happy Days? Definitely watched a lot of Happy Days. Oh, it, was, it was good stuff. I watched mm-hmm. it all the time. I was always into that and uh, when we would have cable here and there. Game Show Network, and I would always watch the old classic oh, game yeah. shows. Those uh, were my favorite, the old ones from like the 70s and the 80s. Like Old Family Feud with uh, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson, you, classics. You'd get like Match Game. Loved the Match Game. Match Game was great. Card, Card Shark. Sharks, yep. Fucking, uh, what was it called? I don't know, but I was going to say Lingo. It wasn't a classic game no. show, but Lingo was fucking awesome. Lingo was great. 
And then I was thinking, um, press your luck. Oh yeah, classic. Press your luck was classic. Press your luck. Why did people show up in costume on that show? It was never talked about, but people showed up like it was Halloween on every episode. Did wait, they? Wait, am I thinking of Pressure Luck was the whammies? Yeah. I'm thinking of the wrong show. I can't remember what show I'm thinking of, but they every contestant showed yeah, up in I the audience. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they were like clowns and I Draculas. It, and I think it was to get attention so they would be picked out of the audience. Yeah, but when everybody's dressed up, what kind of attention are you getting? Because you still have to have the best costume. Yeah, maybe so. God, what was that fucking show called? I can't remember. Let's move it's, on. I think it's still on, or like it was redone with Wayne Brady. Really? I'm going to look it up while you're All doing right. stuff. Let's move on to Shattered Existence. Yeah. Remember when we went on that huge game show network like spree when we were still living at the apartment and we had like direct TV or Dish Network, actually? Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Classic. Now I just want to look up more classic game shows. The ones you said were some of my favorites. I loved Card Sharks. Card Sharks was great. I could watch the shit out of Card Sharks. Uh, Match Game. Match Game Match was great game was because great. you had the celebrity personalities. Hollywood Squares. I, I loved the, the 90s revamp version, and I loved the classic Hollywood Squares. I liked Hollywood Squares, but I never watched it like I watched those other shows. I could have turned the station... If that was on, I watched the revamp where it had like Gilbert Gottfried and Whoopi Goldberg like every day because when that was on, I didn't have cable, so that was something that I loved because it was like comedians being comedians, like Penn and yeah. Teller. And oh, people yeah, would, yeah, I loved it. Wasn't Whoopi always center square? Yeah, who was center square back in the day? Was it it was Paul Lind? Paul Lind, he took, oh, I mean, there was someone else originally, and then they were replaced with Paul Lind, classic center square. Oh, yeah, you got to give center square to like one of the best. Because he's going to get picked a lot. Damn. Fucking jamming. I also watched the shit out of Whose Line Is It Anyway. Oh, yeah, I did, too. I've always been, uh, appreciated improv. I did, too. And the weird thing about Whose Line Is It Anyway, Whose Line Is It Anyway, I loved it. And then there was a section of my life where it like, wasn't cool to watch that show and I like wrote it off for a while yeah and then I went right back like no that show is fucking genius and it was, it was hilarious great. the people on it were amazing yeah Colin Mockery Colin Ryan Mockery. Stiles they were hysterical Wayne, Wayne Brady, Brady was great he was yeah yeah Wayne Brady deserves all the hype that Wayne Brady got absolutely he was funny he was creative his songs mm-hmm. I know everybody brings up his songs but Everybody brings it up because they were so fucking good. And he was the go-to guy for that because he was yeah. good. And that Chip guy was actually good yep. as well. Chip. And then uh, fucking what's-his-name was on. Greg Proops. Greg Proops was on. Proopsie. And I love Greg Proops. Oh, yeah. Damn. One of the most manly voices out there. <laughs> hey, Brad. Ah, I'm Greg Proops. You would think that he's gay, but he's not. No. He's married he's a, to a woman. And he's a huge pot smoker. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm Greg ah, Preps. Yes. I'm Greg Preps. We're not doing good. <laughs> what do you mean? This is perfect. <laughs> that's getting worse I and worse. I know that's perfect. I'm Greg Preps. I'm being swallowed by myself. I'm Greg Preps. <laughs> good shit. I remember getting into Greg Preps as a comedian, and I saw who it was, and I was like, 
holy fuck, that's the guy from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. Turns out I've liked him for a long time. <laughs> Good shit. Absolutely. I think I laughed some of my hardest watching Whose Line Is It Anyway. Like, that was so good. I loved it. Yeah. Great. I watched the Drew Carey show, too. I did, too. That was a funny show. We, God, I don't know if I've said this before, but in eighth grade, we did like a TV theme show type thing for our one of our choir concerts, and I was really into the Drew Carey show and Whose Line Is It Anyway, so... We, I brought Cleveland Rocks to the table and I choreographed it and like had like a group of people who did it with me. And it was the second song, I believe, after we did all of our formal stuff and then we started breaking into our groups. So I was in like the second group that went and I did full on Mimi. I used Cherie's grandma's wig. <laughs> uh, I don't remember where I found a moo. I may have just went to Goodwill and got something. Yeah, you're going to find a lot of moo's at Goodwill for sure. And just got like ridiculous blue eye makeup and just did it all in a short amount of time. So, like, and was just makeup. rushing and it looked insane. And I remember when I, when I did it and when I was done, Mrs. Wink just like lost it and was just like impressed that I was able to do that in such a short amount of time. <laughs> I'm sure it made you feel good. Yeah, it did. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, not only making yourself feel energy, good, to like look at yourself and be like, I did it. But then to have an adult who I'm sure you had respect for too. Oh yeah. Look at you and be like, no, you fucking nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I was proud of that moment. Is there pictures of that? I have some. Yeah. We got to see him. I think <laughs> you should post them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. Let's move on to eyes right out. Is that Shane Embry bass? I mean, this I was having a good time, but then this thing happened, and then I was like, "Eyes is out." All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about Napalm Death. <laughs> it snaps. It snaps. I just want to talk about old shows that I used to watch. <laughs> old classic game shows, and. Just classic television that everyone watched because they didn't have things like the internet. I mean, imagine before TV when everyone would gather around a radio. Must see TV and things like that. Oh, yeah, the radio. And there's like six stations. Imagine the ratings on those motherfuckers. And it's, like a Saturday night, there's a show. What was that one show? It's still, it existed, but then the guy who was the main guy got in trouble. Prairie Home Companion. What? Prairie a Prairie Home Companion. Never heard of it. It's an old like, I, it's a, just a show that's been on for a while. It's like comedy based, but it's really whatever. Um, they'd made a movie about it, and I have watched the video a lot because I like that uh, bad joke song. It's oh, it's that's what it's from. Yeah, it's uh, Woody Harrelson and John C. Riley. Yeah. Bad, bad jokes, my lord, I, I love, love them. Bad jokes, can't get enough of them. Mm-hmm. Bad jokes for me. <laughs> so yeah, that's from a Prairie Home Companion. Huh, I didn't know that. It was like a live show that they would broadcast huh. over the radio every I love, weekend. I love that comedy's been around for so long and that like. It's been part of people's lives forever. Mm-hmm. And like, we there's so many sections, laugh. there's so many worlds of comedy, but I think almost everyone likes some sort of comedy in general. It, it would be insane to me to find a person who's like, 
I don't enjoy any sort of comedy. That's how I feel when people, when I find out that there are people who aren't really into music. I'm just like, how? Yeah, right. I remember my cousin, Wayne, he told me once, I don't really like music. He's changed his tune uh, completely since then. But when he was a little boy, he was just like, I just don't really care about music. I mean, I guess when you're a boy, but still, it's just always been in my life and my family. Like, my both parents were always singing and turning the radio up when yep. certain songs were on yep. and my dad would always beat on the like <laughs> dashboard drum on yeah and the steering wheel <laughs> my mom would play piano on the mm-hmm. dashboard <laughs> she would play piano too like guitar <laughs> breaks <laughs> yeah same for me like growing up music was always around all my uncles loved music all my aunts loved music. My mom loved music. My brother loved music. I remember when my aunt got a new trailer in the 90s, and it had a tape deck with an intercom system built into it, oh. and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I think it's the coolest thing right now. <laughs> that if you had just like some sort of like stereo system built into the wall that had an intercom throughout the house. Yeah, that's... I thought it was the greatest. You just click on the button and be like, boop, hey, come up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> But it was in a trailer, so, I mean, you could have just yelled, and it would have been fine. Hey, boop, walk six feet to your left. Boop. What about this? Have you ever seen somebody's house with the built-in vacuum system in the walls? I do think those are awesome. Those are crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm you just sure stick it's a hose in it, but... and you fucking turn it on, and... You're talking about the stuff that's, like, in a kitchen, like... That you would just like sweep it up to the cabinet, and it would just suck it in. Uh, that is an example, but what I'm talking about was at the Klingerman's house, they had, it was like a plastic door that you lifted up, and there was a little hole that you shoved like a vacuum tube, like a hose into, and you could vacuum up the whole room with it. Like, you're just attached a hose. And it was in in every every fucking room. I think it was in, I don't think it was in the bedrooms or the bathroom, but it was in like the kitchen. They had two main rooms. It was in those. I know for sure. It was in the downstairs basement. Weird. It was the need. It didn't work. They said that it would cost way too much to get it fixed because, like, who fucking works on something like that? I've never heard of that before. I bet that is something that they thought that someone thought of, and it did not last (laughs) long. It lasted like two years. Your home (laughs) can also be a vacuum cleaner. I I was blown away by it. I I would too. I was like, "What's this?" And I lifted it up, and he was like, "Yeah, that's the vacuum system." Like the vacuum system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attach hose. It doesn't work. I was just like, what? What is this magic that you have and you guys aren't using? And you're just blowing it off like, yeah, it doesn't work. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> magic indeed. It was like when I saw fader knobs for a light in a house for the first light time. Light dimmers? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, you could, what? Yeah, yeah, it's for like mood lighting. Which, you mean it's just not off and on? What the fuck's going on here? You mean you're rich? <laughs> yeah, this person was rich. And a prick. That's always how it was. And then people who were rich, who were born like that and grew up in it, just didn't understand. It would just always be like, yeah, that's just life. Yeah. And I, it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I didn't feel bad about that kind of mindset then, but I do sort of now where it's like, if you were raised in it, you don't know any better. You think that's normal. Yeah, but you could know better if you like went to people's houses who were... Who well, didn't have that, but you'd always... Well, why would you? <laughs> that's right. You'd always want people to come to your house because hey, you have I the cool, cool stuff. I got cool shit. Mm-hmm. I got a trampoline. I got a trampoline. 
And another trampoline. That's why I thought I, I felt embarrassed a when pool? when my friend, if I had a friend who would like want to, no, like, I want to spend the night at your place. Are you sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even have cable. And my mom would always be like, they can't come over. This house is a mess. So I'd just be like, well, then throw some of this stuff away. Like, then clean. Yeah, my room's a mess, and that's my own fault. But I don't give a shit if they come in my room. This section of the house, that's all your stuff sitting on top of the pool table. If you don't want it to be seen, you gotta fucking do something about it. So your mom has just always been kind of a hoarder. Oh, yeah. Just ha- a hard time getting rid of stuff. Oh, yeah. you. I don't want to say it too loud, but you know how much stuff we threw away when we moved into this house. <laughs> she does, too. It was She good. knows how much she, she left behind. She didn't need all that shit. I'm sure it was... I think it was better for her that she didn't have to do it. That she Absolutely. just left it behind. Yeah. And then we came in and we took over and took care of stuff. Absolutely. I think it was more of an gone. out of sight, out of mind. I mean, remember when I cleaned the basement and there was like rotting papers and stuff down there? Like just stacked up on the wet and floor. Shit. It's just like, why is, why is this stuff here? You got to get rid of this crap. Oh yeah, this you stuff were, has mold on it. It turned into mud that you were just shoveling into trash bags. <laughs> I've never seen books turn into mud. Ugh, it's it would so be gross. the hard cover, like that was still there, but the inside would be mud. I mean, the house is not in any great state at all, but compared to what it was when oh, she lived here, fuck. how she didn't get lung cancer is insane. Well, remember she always felt sick? She did, yeah. So, I mean, you saw the shit I tore out of the bathroom that was I, just right here i remember finding that hole Ugh. that had just rotted away it was like black and oh and this is just push through with your finger and i don't want you to anyone to think bad about his mom it's just yeah, that she was, she just was overwhelmed just, it was just a lot yeah just overwhelmed she wanted to deal with it you know she worked all fucking day and she was a teacher so she not only worked all day she brought that shit she home was an with her english teacher mm-hmm. so she had to read essays you know it wasn't just like Go through and make sure it's A, B, C, D, whatever. It's I have to read each fucking essay. Reports, stories. And I have to show every grammatical error. I mean, she'd tell me, leave me alone tonight. I have to grade papers. And every no once in a No wonder you got away with so much shit. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because there wasn't another parent to keep you in line. No, I was say, if my dad was alive, I, I would have been on a way tighter leash than I was. And Bob will tell you, my dad was on his ass. If his mm-hmm. grades weren't perfect... It fucked with Bob's mind. Well, because he he wanted Bob to be perfect at perfect. sports yep. and everything. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have. I would not have been who I am today, or I would have been a psycho, like, like I over re- controlling. I would have, or I would have rebelled so hard, I would have like been dead already. Oh yeah. yeah. God, that's horrible to imagine that your dad dying was the best thing for you. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on because this t- topic of conversation. Is warped beyond logic. Hey, that's Good the best job, segue Sam. I've ever fucking Yay. had. <laughs> I was but proud of that one. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm thinking about old game shows and house vacuum cleaners. <laughs> but not your dad. I, I don't. I bet Bob thinks about him way more than I do. You don't have as many memories. No. You probably have enough memories you can count on one hand. You were five when he died. I mean, how much do you retain in that chunk of your life? And then you wonder how much you actually retained or how much you're just piecing together an image in your mind from other people's stories. I have a lot of that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of my 
childhood stories are just from what I've been told from other people. They're not my actual memories. My only real memories are like pissing on his lap outside on the back porch. Definitely remember that. Watching Bob Ross. Yeah, watching Bob Ross. The time that uh, this guy named, uh, I think his name was Bob Deal? Something Deal. Paul Deal. Paul Deal was his name. Uh, it was the new fancy remote control for the TV. And he brought it and he was like, he's just like, here, Red. Gift for you. And he was like, now, Paul, you know I'm going to pay you for this. And they fought for like 15 minutes over if my dad was going to pay for this remote or not. And Bob and I were losing our minds in the next door or in the next room. Was this at the restaurant? No, it was here. <laughs> we were in the bedroom just laughing our asses off at this argument about if he's going to pay for the remote or not. God damn it, Red! You're not paying for the goddamn remote! <laughs> I'm sure by the end of it, your dad paid for it. Probably, or he just, like, went and left money somewhere for him and refused That's to take I'm it back. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure that your dad paid for it, whether the guy took it or not. Yeah. And then my other memory is him tripping over my tricycle that I left in that doorway down the hall. He wasn't looking at me. I left it right in the middle of the doorway, and he tripped over it, and all you hear is... God damn it! <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's like five memories of your dad? I think I was four, I just said. That's it? And then his funeral. I do remember parts of his funeral because my cousin Josh was showing me how to tie a tie. And I remember being like and way then, too peppy for being at my dad's funeral. Yeah, Pam said that you, or it was you, one of you said that you were turning around and making her laugh. Oh, I had I don't remember doing that. Because so Pam you were had to just, tell you that. Yeah, that you were just being like a little like a goofy little kid and you didn't really know what was going on. Like you didn't understand I the didn't, severity yeah, of what was going I, on. Yeah, I didn't the levity, I didn't understand it. Mm-mm. You just knew everyone was together and you liked your Aunt Pam, so you would turn around in your chair and try and make her laugh. Aunt Pam always been my favorite. She's always been the weird one. I mean God, I love Pam. How can you not love an aunt that gives you Christmas presents wrapped in printed pictures of babies in jars? <laughs> <laughs> She would also do like aluminum foil oh, yeah. and uh, newspaper and just whatever was around. She's the one that always brought me the weird stuff, like all weird shows, mm-hmm. weird music. Like it all stems from her. Yeah, she's it's, a huge she, part of who you are. Everyone should have an Aunt Pam in their life. They really should. <laughs> I I feel I, I'm very grateful to have later in life gained an Aunt Pam. And then when we go out to eat and. I start making her laugh, and then it makes me be on a roll. And She I'll, can't I'll breathe. Her like, face is like red. <laughs> yeah, love it. Some of my favorite <laughs> moments in life. All right, let's go on to the next song, Rabid Wolves for Christ. It's funny because for her, I think her favorite is just the youngest at the time. Oh, yeah. When I was growing up, like when I was hit like 14, she was like, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she found porn on the computer one time. Oh, that's what it was? That's not what it was, but I just remember this story. She found, I downloaded like a new Jennifer Lopez video. Uh huh. And she put a, a, like a sticky note on the computer that just said, Jennifer Lopez? Question <laughs> mark. I think it was her way of saying, like, that's who you find attractive. <laughs> that's how I felt when I found out that my nephew's like first celebrity crush was Katy Perry. And I was just like, what? When you're that young, you're not even thinking about like what you're actually into. It's just like, 
what is what is everyone telling me yeah. I'm supposed to be into? Like, this is the girl that's hot. And then you get older, and then you like find out what you actually are into, into and find attractive. Which now Jennifer Lopez is not. <laughs> she's not. She's a beautiful woman. Just she's just not. She's just your not type. my type. Yeah. First of all, she does not wear enough sweatshirts. <laughs> she's, she's not weird enough. <laughs> she's way too high maintenance for you. That's oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I'm just going to keep going. Deaf and dumbstruck. Then, I don't know about this, but do a lot of women as they get older find, like, not super hot guys to be as attractive? Like, I feel that way. Like, oh, I like the nerdy bald guy. <laughs> I feel that way because when I was younger, I liked... Like, I used to have a framed picture that I got of Justin Timberlake from, like, his fan club or something, and it was, like, signed. And it was him without a shirt on, like, super ripped. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, and, like, I just had my Justin Timberlake framed picture. Was it actually signed by him? It was, like, a fan club thing, so it was just, like, a print. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, like, I would just gush over that. And then, like, now... Yeah, the idea of that is just not uh, as attractive to me. And it's... I, I just prefer, like, a man now. Like, I want a man. When I was 16, I didn't want a man. I wanted someone who was, like, 18. <laughs> you know? Like, that's not a man. <laughs> Fuck, I can argue that even at 34, you're not a man. <laughs> it depends on who you are. <laughs> I'd be 35 this year. But I didn't know that I liked a belly when I was, like, a teenager. And then it turns out, like, I I thought I liked abs. Like, I thought I was into, like, the hard-bodied, what you're supposed to like when I was, like, a teenager. And my hormones were raging. And then I get older, and it's like, yeah, I like a guy with a beard and a belly. So if I if I got abs, you would you, would you be like, eh, I preferred you with the belly? I mean, I wouldn't want to hurt your feelings, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm not, and I'm not anti-muscles. I like the idea of like. You'd being, rather me have big arms. I, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of feeling like safe and protected, and and it's like hot to have someone who's strong and can like. It's like. It's just like a natural nature thing. Like yeah. you, it's that instinct of like being protected and cared for. So like yeah like I, I would like someone who's strong but I would also like someone who's soft. Strong and soft. Yes please. Well, I'll get some massive guns on these arms and then I'll keep my belly bigger. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I'm doing what I want already. <laughs> yeah. Eating McDonald's, playing guitars. I like you for who you are. Oh thanks. I like you too. Sorry. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something <laughs> condescending to yourself after that. It's because I'm not who you married. You are who I married. You're still Michelle. I just got, I just doubled in size. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a little, it's double me. And I don't know if that's what you wanted. Let's go on to person, persona non grata. I feel like it's pretty repetitive at this point on the album. Yeah. Because the, the songs just start, like, high-powered. They're not, like... Which I, I do appreciate that they're not long songs. 
There aren't any songs that are super long. They're all in like the two and three minute range. So yeah, I super, super appreciate that. Longest song is three minutes and 23 seconds. And that's uh, that's the thing that I have an issue with, with a lot of heavy metal, I think, or like death metal would be that they just draw things out for too long. And it's already, for me, hard enough to listen to what I would consider like the repetitive of the repetitiveness of this. Yeah. Which is what throws me off, which is if it's like the drum, like the blast beats or whatever. So when that's stretched out so long because someone wants to make some like long, ominous, like spooky song, that's irritating to me. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of just metal bands in general who are like, this song has to be seven minutes. And to be honest, that's something that one of my favorites, Justin Timberlake, is at fault four. Oh, that was one of my biggest complaints when I listened to that actual mix of songs. It was like the songs are very this long. Songs not need to be this long. And but then he would make almost like an interlude in the song as well when it's like you could have split this or something but yeah so I'm, I appreciate that these are just kind of like small short just appropriate serving sizes I think it's that punk mentality with these guys it's like yeah, get I to appreciate the point let's that. do it even though I do think it's kind of like repetitive it doesn't feel it, it's not as painful as I thought it was going to be because surprise We've not recorded an episode. We, we knocked three out in a, sh- in a weekend and then haven't recorded an episode for like two weeks. But we're back. <laughs> so there's been a hesitation for me to jump into this because I thought it was going to be, I don't know, like I feel like my mind has changed a lot through it because like I was a little disappointed that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be from like the first song, but then like it ended up still being better than what I thought it was going to be. Like, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Because I, I did assume that I was just going to be absolutely miserable the entire time. And it it's not I'm not enjoying myself per se, but it's just not as miserable as I thought it would be. I really think it was the dipping your toes into other things. And I, yeah. But I do I also, again, appreciate that I think there are appropriate serving sizes of each song. Yeah. There's 15 fucking songs on this. But I do feel like in the beginning, it just kind of feels like, here we go again, for me, personally. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. This album also gets, I don't want to say tiresome, but I do check out Mm -hmm. at a certain point. Because there's songs that are more on the front part of the album that have like more of the groove riffs that Mm -hmm. that, that clench me and... I could feel this would be when I would be moshing. This is when I would have no choice but to mosh. Yeah. And then as it goes on, it's more just blast beats. I think fast so too. And fast and fast. Mm-hmm. And I think they even knew that. I think they were like, hey, let's get the ones with the grooves earlier in it so people are still paying attention. Yeah. And they'll get hooked in. Because imagine if you had to wait till like song 14 to get to one of those really nice groove ones, you'd be like, yeah. Well, fuck by now. I'm already tired. I don't need to hear it. And I don't know what people's ideas are when they are organizing the song layout on the album, but it does sometimes seem like they're choosing to front load and back load. And I think that's weird instead of just mixing it throughout. I think it depends on what you expect people to do. You can come from the mindset of 
no matter how good this album might be or how bad this might be, they're only going to pay attention for the first six. So let's put the real good bangers, the first six. Or you're going to think, we're fucking awesome. They're going to listen to the whole album and be their attention is going to be wrapped the whole time. Backload it. I personally, I think I'd rather have a front-loaded album because it's straight to the point. Yeah. You get it over with. It, it hooks you early. I agree. It just it it it's, it just sucks to like get tired of it and then just turn it off and not give anything else, like because you feel kind of worn down by it. Like uh, I just want to put something else on. Yeah. But if something is, which I don't know why you would backload an album more, unless you just want people to like listen to all of it i mean people can also easily just start your album halfway through yeah so that's why i think that you it's i would think that it's better to whatever that's called front load no mix yeah to mix Uh, and make it more of an emotional roller coaster yeah and then also i thought about this while you're talking uh lyric wise if you're writing almost like a concept album and it follows a storyline, then you're kind of forced mm-hmm. into what it's going to be, no matter what the actual music was. It also depends on what the story is, though. Yeah. And oh, what angle, angle you're taking. Like, are you the protagonist? Or are you the victim? I'm the victim. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Smear Campaign. This is the last song and the title song. Spooky. You get a little bit of that doomy sound again. Yep. Yeah, more laid back. Mm-hmm. I love the toms. Ugh. You don't like reverb, do you? No, I don't like when it sounds like... It sounds like a church. It has that like church echo reverberation sound. So it sounds celestial. It sounds like it's trying to be religious. And even if it's maybe trying to speak from like the other side or be like satanic or something, it just turns me off immediately. Because again, I'm not into Satan because I'm not into God. So I'm not yeah. just going to sit and listen to a bunch of stuff about Satan when I'm not interested in the story in general. Yeah, I understand that completely. That. I was so into bands like Deicide for a while, and then I just, this this flip switched. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was just like, "Why do I care about this side so much when I don't care about the other side? Like, the other side has to exist for this to exist. What what the fuck do I care?" And then it's like bands like Deicide. All, all of a sudden, I was immediately just like, "Meh." <laughs> I also just used to be more driven personally about my distaste for religion because it's just such a part of like my family on both sides and they're all conservative they're all Christian for the most part they at least believe that God exists they don't act that way (laughs) (sighs) they think they do but yeah I was the same way like this is how I feel and you're stupid and and then it just gets to a point like why 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 does it matter and I had the realization like why is it okay for me to preach this but I get so pissed when somebody preaches their thing at me mm-hmm. like I'm doing the exact same thing it's just not what they're saying so I need to shut the fuck up and just let people be people like because you're the, you're essentially doing the exact same thing I was definitely I was 
definitely uh, one of those assholes. I think that's what happens in your 20s, though. And then in your 30s, you start being like, hey, man, why the fuck does this even matter? <laughs> that's why it's weird to call yourself an adult. You're, you're still a young adult in your 20s. Like, I never really understood it because I was like, I'm grown up. I'm an adult. And it's like, yeah, but there's a difference in your 20s versus your 30s. Because then you look at yourself in your in your 20s, you're like, I was still a fucking kid. Yeah, and I'm sure when we're 44, we're going to be like, man, mm-hmm. I was a fucking dummy when I was 34. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's going to keep going and keep going. I wonder if there's ever a point that you're like... I think so. You think there is a point? I think so. Where you're like 60 and you're finally like, "Ah, I've been pretty much the same for 15 years. I mean, those are usually the people who are stuck in their ways and don't don't want to change anything. Yeah. Things were better when I grew up because I grew up in it. But you can't tell someone who's growing up in a different time. There's no way to relay how you grow up when the times have changed. Yeah. It's it's the whole thing like my parents raised me for a world that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that's good. I've never even heard that said like that. It's a me- it's like, like a like meme that. that has really gone around. I'm gonna pretend like you made it up and it was awesome. Well, I appreciate that, but <laughs> I am not awesome. So I did not come up with that. So it sounds like since we are finished with the album, we are to the point of the podcast where it's uh time to go over some questions. I have some questions for you. Do you have an answer for my questions? I have a question for you. What do you have for me? All right. <laughs> so, Sam, why did you choose this? Uh... Basically because I've been wanting to do this album for a long time, and I felt like we had finally reached the time where it's not going to make you... You thought I was ready? Yeah, I thought you were ready, so that's why. Yay! What do you think I thought when you gave this to me initially? This is going to be rough. This is going to be noise. This is going to be annoying. Hmm? That's about it. Okay, well, I think that since the next question is what was my judgment prior to listening to it, I'd say that you hit the nail on the head. I was really nervous to get into it because I knew I wasn't going to be into it. Um, How many times did you listen to it? Twice. Okay. And we had a long time to listen to it as well. Yeah, I'm just not excited about listening to music. I I love doing the podcast. I love listening to new stuff, but... Just on your own. It's a goddamn chore for me to like put music on. I'd rather listen to a podcast. And lately, the same podcast over and over again. See, I've I've kind of been falling away from podcasts a little bit. And I think I think from listening to Jim and Sam in the morning now that I have Sirius. Ah, yeah. And that three hours every day is dedicated to listening to them, that I just kind of like, okay, I'm ready to listen to music now for the rest of the day. Is, is where I've been. Yeah, it makes so. sense. You're already listening to a big chunk of talk radio, so. And I think they do it so well that it's I I fucking love Jim Norton so much yeah, yeah. that I, yeah, that I I think I just kind of get tired of things as well, which is why, again, if you're still listening to this podcast, <laughs> thanks. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I haven't listened to. Every almost every episode of Comedy Bang Bang, and I'm so behind on that. I'm so behind on Never Not Funny. Yeah, I've literally been listening to In Voorhees We Trust and In Myers We Trust on a loop, and that's like 13 episodes each, so 26 episodes total. Are are you re-listening to both? I have listened to both 
four times. Oh my god! So it's what just I've the been same going to sleep to. Again. I fucking love it. Well, Matt Gorley is amazing. Uh, Nothing Paul against Rust. Paul Rust because he's really goofy. Yeah, but I think Matt Gorley is. There's just something about him that's just wonderful and adorable. Uh, I thought of this too. Another reason why I'm not excited about listening to music at work is because a lot of times I have to have one headphone in, which is why podcasts work so well. Music, mm-hmm. it's meant to be heard in stereo. And me, being a music guy who you know mixes his own music, I want to hear it in stereo. Plus, there's a radio system that's playing music that you don't like. So hearing that shitty music and then... Like, it probably gets you out of the mood for wanting to listen it to would. music. You're right. So one year would be music, and then one year would be shit radio. Mm-hmm. So or, then you're just like, I can't do this. And so, like, it'd be a weird mix, whereas a podcast, I can pretty much focus out of what's playing on the radio and listen to the left ear. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm painting and I'm all by myself, all by myself, I can I could listen to music in there, because then I'll put both headphones in. But when I'm out, like working on stuff and Mel's got questions and it's, it's not very safe to have head both headphones in. I got questions being asked of me all day. So it would just be me all day, like hitting pause. Like what? Huh? Did you say something? Oh, okay. And putting them back on. Like what if, what if Mel got crushed under a car and he's just like going, help, help. But I can't hear him because I have both headphones in. It's like, and that's Mel's fault for getting crushed under something. Dummy Mel. (laughs) Fuck you, Mel. Okay, I listened to this three times. Okay, I figured it was going to be three. I got my minimum in, and I know that that's, it's not fair because I I should listen to some things more. But I think with this, I mean, my mind's made up and it, it. and it's it's nothing against it. It's not like I'm being stubborn. It's just, you know, some shit's for you and some shit isn't. I understand that. I mean, I don't expect you by like the seventh listen to be like, you know what? I really fucking like this. Yeah. <laughs> I would f- just be more familiar with it is all that <laughs> yeah, would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember when we first started this and I was like, I'm going to listen to everyone seven times. Uh-huh. That didn't happen. <laughs> uh-uh, not at all. Because a lot of times you're like two. Uh, yeah. Two is a common number. I've been for going you. with your two th- or four. Two for me, but I always make my three minimum for you. Yeah, I I feel but, well. But yeah, TLC seven times. <laughs> I listen to it seven times. I I I don't think it's not fair to give the other person at l- a minimum of listens that you have to set and you yeah. have to listen to it that many times. And because it's too easy to just be like, I don't like this because that's the yeah. whole. I mean, that's against. The whole idea of the podcast yeah. <laughs> like we're supposed to be listening to it and then absorbing it figuring Someone out why the other mind. person likes it yeah, yeah. trying to pick something out that you think is the best yeah whatever yeah trying to be a little positive about sharing these things positivity and then reviewing it and either shitting all over it <laughs> loving it or both okay so with the least and most favorite songs I'm not, again, I'm not familiar enough with the songs themselves. For this one, I don't think you have to get, I don't think we need to guess each other's. Okay. Let's just skip that little angle this time. Let's just say what ours what are. What are most and least? Yeah. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You go first. Okay. My least favorite, um, I don't really know because it's, it's difficult for me. I definitely know it would be like on the last half of the album. I know because all the songs are just kind of similar to me. Yeah. And I didn't connect with it well enough. And I, I didn't really try to find a song that I hated the most. I think I felt that when I listened to this, I needed to work 
to try and see it in a more positive light that if I focused on what I hated, it would have been harder for me to get through it. If it, that makes sense. That makes total sense. So I don't have a specific, I mean, do you have something that I you do. know? I mean, no, but like, okay, to help me, I guess, is there a song that's in the back half of the album that's like extra screamy and just wild? I, and I can't help you on that one. <laughs> so, so should I just say one? I'm going to say something like Eyes Right Out, probably. Here. This is your least favorite. Okay, thanks. See, I can appreciate the bass in the beginning because that sounds more punk. Yeah, but here it comes. Okay, yeah, I'll say that this is an appropriate guess. I think it's like this a lot of the time. So there you go. And I feel like they do have a lot of grooves at the beginning of their songs, and then the songs just go balls out after that. So, yeah. Because that's the thing. Well, I could this- listen to it, and I could say in the beginning, like, in the very beginning, yeah, I like this. And then all of a sudden, I'm out. Yeah. I think for your least favorite on this one, which is, this is very rare. I don't think this has ever happened. We can just say there's a certain style and a certain chunk mm-hmm. that you generally, like, equally don't like. Yeah. So you can't really pick out one song. That that's kind of where I stand there you go. as well. Well, like, I have a least favorite. Okay, I'm sure you do. It's this song, "Smear Campaign," because it's the doomiest. Like you, is it because it kind of goes off track? No, I don't really like the vocal effects in this song. I hate the vocal effects in this song. I mean, this could have even been in line a contender for me for being least favorite because, yeah, it sounds like the churchy reverberations and the echoey, like, ghost-type sounds. Hate it. The only thing that I like in this song, like, I can be like, that rules, is the toms. Other than that, it's just kind of bland to me. I think so. All right. Now, can you do I, the most favorite? I can. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to say, I said this earlier, um, I like the groove of Fatalist. I think Fatalist snaps. So that's going to be my most favorite track. Yeah, this, oh, I love this fucking song. <laughs> Snap it. It's definitely got way more like punk sound to it. I think I appreciate, yeah, like the song structure more and that it's not just blast beats and I think it's more colorful and I appreciate that. So, Fatalist is my uh, most favorite song. There you go. Sam, what's yours? My favorite song was Between Two. It was going to be... That's not a song on the album. Yeah, right. Sink Fast, Let Go. I fucking love that song. But I'm not choosing it. I am choosing... When all is said and done. I had that written down. I didn't have a least favorite for either of us, but for Sam Most, I wrote down when all is said and really? done. Really? Yeah, so wow. I would have got that you one right. got it. And it was based on your reaction when you played it. Yeah, I fucking love this song. When all is said and done, everyone's in my heart. This life is a gift <laughs> to be lived and loved. I mean, do you know what you would have picked for my favorite? Uh, or do you at least think that Fatalist think, makes sense? Uh, Fatalist makes sense to me. It would have been one of those more punky, Early more on groove songs. songs, less blast beats. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if I would have nailed the actual song, but I would have nailed the, the type of yeah. song. Okay. So, there That's you go. Fine. Okay. So uh, how old were you? You said this came out in 2006 when you actually started listening to this. I think I first heard it probably around 2008. But when I first got into it, like I liked this album and really started heavily listening to it. Probably 2014. Wow, so that's kind of a testament to the next question, which is, how did you originally feel about it? it sounds like it took a little bit uh, to I, work its magic on you. Yeah, I, I first originally felt about it was, I appreciate it, and I'm sure I'll like it more if I give it more of a chance. Like Some albums, I can tell, I'm going to like this eventually. I just need to listen to it nonstop, and then it'll be one of my favorite fucking albums. Yeah. This was one of those. I had heard it, or maybe I had heard another Napalm Death album, too, and I was just like, I'm sure I like this, but it's just not time yet. I mean, that's happened to me so many times with bands. Mm -hmm. Primus. When I first heard Primus, I was like, yeah, I know I like it, but I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. And then when I was ready, they were one of my favorite, and are one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Same thing with this album. So, yeah. It It was a weird thing where it's like, I know I like this album, but I'm not listening to it. And then eventually, I listen to it nonstop. And then once you, for me, once I start recognizing things and I got riffs that I fucking like, oh, that's awesome. And when I start finding myself like air drumming or playing guitar or just headbanging by myself, like this is an album I can put on when I'm driving home like from a show and it's three in the fucking morning or four in the morning and I'm all I want to do is fall asleep and I'll just put it on and I'll just fucking crank it up and I could just I'll lose my mind and that helps me stay awake so what you're telling me is that this is an album that you would put on the back burner but you would definitely keep on the stove (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that just came from inside of me but I really wanted to say it I loved it okay thanks yeah I would it was a simmer and then it was on high and then you boiled that baby you boiled the baby I boiled a baby okay so would you recommend this today to certain people, yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. It's, 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 it's one, definitely question, not something for the masses. Yeah, I wouldn't go up to Mel or you or most people even I know and be like, you know what you should listen to? You did technically go up to me and say, Michelle, you should well, listen to this. I mean, I had to. <laughs> but I, most people I wouldn't go up and be like, you know what, you should check out Napalm Death Smear Campaign. Speaking now, about have to, yeah, because we don't have to do this. We should definitely do that other podcast that we uh, have oh, talked about in the past. I had another podcast idea that involves Mel. Oh, well, I wasn't talking about Mel. I Did know. you think that I'm talking about no, Mel? No, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And we can fly there sometime if we would like that to. That needs to happen, like, soon. <laughs> okay. Before but you I, go back on the road, it should happen. But uh, I had a Mel podcast idea. A once-a-month podcast. I'll see if you're into it off mic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Everyone is interested, including me. I want to know. I don't want to add another one that's gonna. You know, I already do the Abe, and that already gets to be a pain in my ass. And that also takes more production because that's only you. What, the, what do you mean? I got to record two. There's other people in the room, and uh, yeah, I know, but it's not as simple as you and I just having a conversation. Yeah, but I mean, I uh, you know, Abe and Outrageous they come over, and uh, I'm not. Outrageous, nor am I Abe. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm both of them. It's all me. It's all my vanity project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stare into a mirror but, while but you we, record it. But if we do this one a month episode, 
one episode a month podcast with Mel. With Mel? Yeah. I've already brought it up to him, and I'll bring it up to you. Well, we'll have to make sure he removes the smell before coming <laughs> in here. So. I think he bays on weekends. We'll make it a weekend thing. <laughs> I would have to be, unless you bring him home from work with you, and I don't think that's going to be a good idea. I've tried to bring him home from work so many times, but he's not into well, butt play for me. He's into butt play in general. <laughs> he just misses his mom if he's gone too long. <laughs> Okay, so would I choose to listen to this again? Absolutely not. There's no circumstance where I'd be like, put on Napalm Death. Didn't expect you to. <laughs> so, now I'm going to give you something next. What's the next thing to review? I'm not going to give you country next. I'm sticking to what I was going to give you before. Okay. It is not country, but it's I've got it work country. I've thought about working country into it. So, uh, you going to give it to me? I am. All right. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood hey. Sugar Sex Magic. It's going to be fairly easy peasy. Yeah, you get a bunch of uh, George Clinton production. Oh, this is the George one? This is the George okay, album. Cool, sweet. Wish my this, brother George was here. This this is uh, this is the what I would consider funkiest and best Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Cool. So, so we did it. We, we did, did it once it. again. We made it. We're, we're getting close to the 100th episode. We are, and we need to figure out what we're going to do for you, babies. Uh, yeah, I Something say. that doesn't get taken down this time. Right, what the fuck was that about? I think it's because we were, weren't actually like reviewing an album. We were just shitting on <laughs> st- stuff that we hate. <laughs> They're probably like, yeah, this isn't really great for copyright issues. And it, if we keep it up, it'll probably get you sued, so we're going to take this down. So, I mean, I guess I appreciate that... You know, we're probably not going to get sued for it, since no one can hear it. Do you want to get sued? Uh, do you want to get sued? Oh, that was awful. <laughs> In my head, it was going to work out better than that. And it was it, it fell flat. It fell on its face. All right. So we're done. We're done. All right. We're out of here. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. We're hoping to get back into doing videos soon. Working on it. Just give us some time. We're trying to make, well, not me, but Sam's trying to up his production value. So Absolutely. it's taking a little more time, and we're trying to bring in other things because we didn't feel like just watching music videos was necessarily the best format for us. So uh, we'll be back with uh, more reviews of all kinds for you. Thank you Yay. for listening. Thank and you. we'll be back next week. With the red hot chili peppers. Wow. You just broke glass. Bye, guys. Bye.